Hi, everybody. It's episode 371 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. We're recording on a Tuesday again. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut's back. Hello, I'm back. He survives driving through Ohio. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I wouldn't say driving through Ohio was what I survived. It was driving through the entire uh, PA Turnpike is what I survived. Oh, the PA Turnpike's fine. I, it's it's quite windy and up high, so it can be a little treacherous. Yeah, but I mean, Ohio's just flat and boring. You could have fallen asleep at the wheel. I mean, true, but I'll tell you what it is. The worst part was West Virginia. So to go from south, uh, how did west, you end up in West Virginia? Look at a map. I know where West Virginia is, but I th- you you drove to Pittsburgh, right? Well, or did you not come back no, that way? I didn't come home that way. No. So to go from Southwest uh, Ohio to New Jersey, the fastest route is cutting across West Virginia. Um, That's fair. That for little... some reason, I thought you were coming back the same way you went, but no. I guess there really is no reason for you to have done that. Like, yeah, you didn't that... stop along the way to see people. You stopped to go to baseball yeah. games. And and to come back the way I went would have meant going all the way up northeast to northeast Ohio for Cleveland before heading down to Pittsburgh, and that just... It would have added three hours to my trip. Um, also, because we canceled... Um, recording a bonus action this week because of cop situation i almost went to dc to see a nationals game on saturday but the wow. game their game was at four o'clock and i would not have made it on time that would have also just been an absurd amount of driving for you at that point i mean it would have added only like an hour or two to my drive so i would have gone to dc and and crashed in dc oh uh, okay you wouldn't have day. driven home no, okay. I wouldn't have driven home. Well, because that, that's what I was thinking. I'm just like, all right, it's it, yeah, it adds like two hours to to get there, but then it's also two two and a half depending on traffic no, to get it, home. It literally would have added an hour to my drive. Or, but yeah, I was assuming you were coming home afterwards, which it would have been you know no, two ish no. hours to get home from from. Well, there was a route that I could have taken, which would have been ten hours instead of nine to get home, which goes around the 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 around Baltimore. So. It wouldn't have added that much extra time. Baltimore is not that far from D.C. It's about it's a two hour drive from where we live in New Jersey to Washington, D.C. I do it for work sometimes. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just letting you know that to add an extra hour to go around Baltimore, it wouldn't have it would have added an extra hour to uh, drive to get home. If I had gone to D.C. the way roads work, it would have only added an extra hour of driving. But so you, it took you not but it would have added an hour to get to dc from no, cincinnati is what Cobb. you're saying you would have driven an extra hour to get to no. washington Cobb, there was a route i could have taken from where i was staying to come home that would have taken me around baltimore and it was only an hour longer but i'm not talking about coming home i'm talking about going there you said a minute ago it was an extra hour drive just to get to dc which isn't no bad. i said it was an extra hour drive coming home if I would have gone around Baltimore. That's what I've been saying. It's not that much extra time if I would have gone to D.C. and then come. How much time did it add to go to, it, would it have added to go to D.C.? I mean, I didn't do that math, but. It, I mean, if, if it's a 10-hour drive to go around Baltimore, it's probably an 11-hour drive to get to D.C. Because oh. it's about, they're about an hour different. Let's see what does Google say for the drive from Dayton, Ohio to Washington, D.C. is seven and a half hours. Which is, but it was ten hours to go around Baltimore to get here. That was from that was from Cincinnati, which is forty minutes from where I was staying. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it would have, it would, it honestly would have been about the same if I had gone to Washington, D.C. to see the Nationals game and then come home. It would have been about the same drive time. It would have just been a much longer day because you would have also spent X amount spent, of hours at yeah. a baseball game. Yeah. That's, that's very weird. It's, it's weird to think that it is quicker to get to Washington potentially than it is to get to Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, DC is a lot more west than Philadelphia is. Well, not a lot. No, more, I know but that. It's, it's quite just a bit more west, and it's just weird to think that because in my head, like in my head, Washington DC isn't as inland as it yeah. actually is. Yeah, because like it is on the western, like inside of Delaware. Yeah, but in my head, it's like Delaware comes inland, and then like DC is like on the it's, outside. It's it's actually for Virginia, isn't it? Well, or it's, it's it is it's. Maryland in, ver- slash Virginia. But. Yeah, it's like on the border, but like geographically, the way Delaware exists, it exists like down. It's kind of the way that New Jersey technically exists like to the west of Manhattan and to the south of Manhattan. But anyway, we got a show we can do. I guess we do. Before we actually get into that, um, I'm going to confess something to you guys. I started reading One Piece. <laughs> okay. I hear It's that's- not bad. I hear that's the way to go. If you're going to get into One Piece, I hear reading it is better. So we I, we actually tried watching the first two episodes of the anime. It's not awful, but also not exactly something that I like. I would super recommend. I've I hear it gets much better, like the further you get into it. But at least up front, like it's a 20 year old show. Like it started airing in 1999. Um, the dub is. I want to say this dub is like the Funimation one, so it's a it's a little more recent from like 07. Um, but it isn't. It's not very good. But it's also that like 2007 dub. It's kind of like early Naruto dub. Like stuff around then just wasn't good. Yeah. But the the manga is actually it's it's pretty entertaining. I'm like 10 or 11 chapters in out of like 10 like a, I don't know 1022 or something like that is where they're at now. So like I'm never gonna finish. Mm-hmm. But you know I, I made I made a choice and. <laughs> Gonna really? see where it takes me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I hear the best way to get into One Piece is to read. It, so yeah, y- you made the right choice. Let's. I that's yet to be seen, but we'll, we will find out. Also, <laughs> since you mentioned it before, um, I don't have COVID. Um, I didn't think I did anyway because I'm vaccinated, but I did get tested on Sunday afternoon. Got the results mm-hmm. yesterday. I'm negative. So is Erica. So it's, it's nothing was actually passed by these shitty people. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad you are okay. I'm glad. Uh, Everything worked out fine, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Exactly. Just, and that's yeah. why, like, I'd rather go get tested after something like that and just double check than mm-hmm. yeah. wait yep. and find out and potentially pass it along. Potentially ruin Druton's plans for tomorrow night. Like, yep. Yeah. But we should all be good because we're all vaccinated. Other than that, Rich, what, what's on the agenda tonight? Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, call back to last week and talk a little bit about that Sony showcase. And uh, the greatest game of all time, apparently, Deathloop, for a little bit. Uh, then uh, I'm going to talk You're about my... so salty about Deathloop. It's I... fucking so good. Look, it's fucking so good. We'll get we'll get into that in, in a few minutes. Uh, then I'm going to talk about my rage quit of Metroid uh, from Monday's stream. Uh, that you can all still go watch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore one. It's because it is on there. And I didn't rage quit the stream. I just rage quit Metroid. Um, then, uh, Cobb, you played some, uh, Kenya, Kenya, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I think uh, it's Kena, apparently? That's, it is, it is Kena. I just couldn't remember. 
Uh, I couldn't remember if it was Kenya or like like with a little umlaut or whatever on top of the end or Kena, like you said, or something. Um, then there was a quick little bit of news about Quantic Dream, who did uh, they're the people who did like Detroit Become Human, correct? Yeah. Um, then I also, me and Cobb also watched the finale for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, cool! I didn't want to assume that you actually had a chance to watch all of it. I did. I, I was able to finish it. Um. And, Cobb, you finished Smallville. Druton, you watched a documentary about uh, this Schumacher dude, uh, an mm-hmm. F1 driver. Um, I was able to listen to Wolverine, The Long Night, and The Lost Trail on my drive out to Ohio. And then, finally, we get to talk about some Top Gear, that, a couple of episodes of Top Gear that we watched. But, to get it started, uh, Sony had their showcase last week. And I did get, I did get, well, it was like two weeks ago now, um... I did get to watch it, and and I, I will admit I'm I'm excited for Kotor remaster. Um, I am excited for the new um, Gran Turismo, which I haven't played. I haven't played a Gran Turismo in forever, and I just I want to get one. I want to get this one. Um, I I'm also excited about the Wolverine game. That that looks. I mean, we didn't really get much. Like a lot of the games that I'm excited for, we didn't really get too much. And it's gonna be a while before yeah. we really like get some of those too. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff that they showed have, for the most part, been shown before. Like, Ghostwire Tokyo was shown. We've seen enough of uh, Marvel's Star-Lord uh, simulator. Um, we've seen... It's, it's Marvel's Chris Pratt simulator. Yeah, but, sorry. <laughs> but sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, the Chris pa- it's the Chris Pratt we have at home version. Yeah. Not the the actual name brand version. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I forgot that. Um, I am excited to see Fat Thor. Uh, in, in God of War Ragnarok, which, like, that wasn't even really in the showcase. That was announced later, like, the next So, day. after the showcase, they, they had, like, little, like, developer talks. Yeah. And that's where they showed that. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like, it was a good showcase. It was better than some of the ones that they've had in the past. But overall, like, a lot of the things they showed, like, I, I already remember seeing in the past. Um, but, like, there was, a lot of it did intrigue me. Um, and I was very bitter. Because there was more Deathloop. There was more Deathloop. I also didn't realize that Deathloop came out, like, what, a few days after? Like, or, two. Like, like, two days later. So, like, had I realized that, I would have been a little less bitter about it. But I was still bitter because, look, damn what all of you say about how good the game may be. And we can get into how good the game may be in a minute. This game was shoved down our throats so much, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I will never spend a dime on this game. The only way I'll own it is if it becomes free to play. As someone who does also ignore shit that is super hyped because it's super hyped, I understand, but this game is really fucking good. It is one of the best games I've played in a long time. It's not even... I like they, I, I don't even feel the game has been overhyped. It's just marketing has shoved it down our throat. But, and that, I mean... like It's over the top how much they marketed this game. I disagree, but... Yeah, it. I don't think it was marketed that much. I think it's just because it got delayed too many times. They put it into every like PlayStation mm. Direct that they've done for the last year and a half. Yeah. And like that's the problem is like sometimes it was only like a minute, but it's just every time there was a PlayStation thing, you wanted to see something new, and instead you saw more Death Loop. Yeah, and it's because it it wasn't. I didn't see a lot of it anywhere else, no. and I spend more time looking at gaming stuff than you do. 
Whereas, I mean, like, I... you look every anywhere at gaming shit, there's Call of Duty ads every five fucking seconds. And I like, don't, I don't play Call of Duty. Like, that's the thing. Like, and yeah, I, like, I get what you're like. It's not. It might not be as as marketed as something like Call of Duty, but for me, like, it has been so highly marketed. I'm, I'm just, I'm over it. And like, I, and I've said this in the past. I hope it does great. And from what it sounds like, it's fantastic. I just don't want to see it anymore. Now that it is out of the news cycle, hopefully, potentially. Nope. Well, no, no because it'll have. It's so good. It's going to get have, talked about. It's going it, to be game of the year lots of places. Yeah, like, I, you're I, not going to stop hearing about this game for yeah, four it's, more months. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm just I'm like, all right, I, I'll, I'll. This is a game that I'm sure I would absolutely fucking love. I just, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. And I'm just not going to get it. You're missing out like <laughs> that's fine i have i have plenty of other things i want to get and get into uh uh over the next couple of months anyway so like that that never i mean it's not all, like high on my radar to begin with um with like because i have like metroid dread and a bunch of other games that uh i want to so, i do want to still haven't gotten resident evil 8 and i want to get that and things like that as well so before drew actually starts talking about deathloop for real um, a couple questions for you, Rich, regarding yeah. the the thing. So you said you were interested in Gran Turismo. Yes. Being that you actually have a, a, a real nice PC now, why not go with like the the Forza Horizon that oh, okay. is a little bit more? I'm. Um, I can't think of the word for it, but I'm. I definitely want to get Horizon. Um, or the the, the new one that comes that should be coming out soon. I don't think it's out yet. Um, yeah, it's like Horizon Five in yeah. November. Yeah, and I'm I'm holding right. I'm holding off on I'm I'm gonna get that I'm gonna that's probably around when I'm gonna get the games pass uh is when Horizon comes out but I, like I do want that uh Gran Turismo though is more of a uh, childhood nostalgia thing it's a game that my dad used to play it's a game I used to play with my dad uh, my dad still does play it on the PS4 and so like probably not right away because it's still impossible to get a PS5 maybe eventually we can get my dad a PS5 and the new Gran Turismo if it's not cross um cross generation which i don't think okay it is, it, it is not it, it is yeah. supposed uh i think i put a yeah it is ps5 exclusive yeah and so like gran turismo is more about like the whole nostalgia of growing up with it with my family and less about like the actual game like i like i said i haven't played a gran turismo in forever like my dad loves it i never got that whichever one it is for the ps5 um uh, i think that's six isn't it uh for, i guess so yeah he he, he plays it all the time um, which okay, that that makes more sense, and I was just confused because people tend to prefer the Forza games over the Gran Turismo games. I've well never, anymore. I've never actually played a Forza game. I I well no, I I might have played Forza Motorsport back on the 360, but I don't think I ever played a Horizon game. Um, yeah, and like the Horizon games are different than Turismo. Yeah. They are the like, the the Motorsport are the games that are are more more comparable. Yeah. So the other question I had for you. What did you think of the two sort of character action games that they showed near the top, uh, Project Eve and Forspoken? Um, I don't... They were both mostly new properties, as far as I know. I don't remember. Uh, Project Eve was the one with the girl wearing the metallic bodysuit, um, fighting, like, weird alien parasite monsters in space for a little while. Kind of looked like Bayonetta cross with Nier. And then uh, Forspoken was the one where the girl gets pulled into the the fantasy world, and she has a talking bracelet. Oh, I, I was very much into Forspoken. 
Um, with, yeah, I was very much into Forspoken. I don't really remember any, like, having a, like, I don't remember Eve piquing any interest, but it was two weeks ago. Um, if, if I had known you were going to ask about those two games, I would have looked into them more. No, actually, that, that says a lot, because you not really remembering them, like, kind of says how interested you would have, like, you, you were in them based on just what was shown. Like, like, remembering now about the, like, the, the talking brace, like, that was, I was like, this is interesting this is this is cool but like i didn't remember the title of it and like i said project d just does not ring a bell at all yeah which you know that makes sense and last one um since you shit on death loop immediately how did you not also shit on gta 5 being shown for ps5 a year after a year and a half after launch of the uh, console um because uh i don't see a lot of gta 5 it's everywhere, though. It's been on every... It, it is catching up to fucking Skyrim. Yes, it's been on every console, but I don't see a lot of advertising and marketing for GTA V. Oh, see, I see it every time I go into the PlayStation Store. There's, like, a fucking banner ad for it. I don't... I've, I've never actually... Do you go to the actual PlayStation Store, or do you just use the app or the, the um, the whatchamacallit? 50-50. The console. Sometimes I'll do the actual store, sometimes it'll be the console. Or, or right. the, the, the phone. Okay, see, I normally actually go onto the website. See, I like don't probably nine out of ten times. I don't. I just use the phone app, and I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know that the PlayStation Store has a website. I obviously know it has a website, but like I've never been on the PlayStation Store website. The search works better on the website than it does on the app, which is usually what I'm using. Unless like PS Plus games, I go through and I just purchase from the app. But when I'm actually looking for something, the search on the site is just better. See, I don't often search. Uh, on uh, for games on the PlayStation, like if there's a sale, I'll go through it. But I don't often like go in and type up like look for a specific game. Oh well, see, like I'm talking like when I go on to like buy a game that I want, like 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 um Kana or however we're supposed to pronounce it. I went on and I searched Kana, hit enter, and then clicked on it and bought it. Um, let's see, what was the last game that I played that I bought for PlayStation? Been a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have to be. Um, the, the expansion for Final Fantasy 7, um... That, actually, that sounds about right. Yeah, so it's, and that was, like, it was a hot pocket, but, uh, hot, hot topic thing, so that was, like, right on front page, no matter where you were. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, generally, if I'm buying a game on the system, it's either because it's on sale, or because it's the new game out that I'm getting. And so it's, like, right there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway, fair. uh, Druin, talk to us about Deathloop. Y'all... Richie, be glad I was off last week because I beat the game over the week. So this will, I mean, I don't want to get too spoilery. So it might not be the last time I talk about it, but it'll probably be the last time I talk about it for a while. But the game's really fucking good. Like, the story was really well done. There was a twist that I did not expect until you get towards, and it doesn't get revealed till like nearly the very end. Uh... The characters are cool, the art is neat, the style is really nice. Um, there's a bunch of shit that I definitely did not figure out that I could still go back and try to figure out mm. and see what other kind of stuff that leads me to. But uh, I was kind of ready to get to the end of it mm. and just see what the end was. And finding some of the other things didn't seem... It, it was too difficult for me to want to, like, put in the extra time, but, now, like, without go... And I didn't want to go look up 
any sort of walkthrough. So I might now go look up walkthroughs for some of these other secrets and try to find out what they are. Like, I know for a fact there is a gun I didn't get because I couldn't figure out where one thing was. Uh, and then there were definitely a bunch of other secret things that I did not get into because I could not find the thing I needed to find. And so how does how does the game play? Is it it plays like a roguelike or does it play differently from a roguelike? Um, how how does it play? How did it do the whole death loop? Uh, okay, so you weren't here when we talked about it last week. Uh, the day is split up into four segments of time and the the map you're on is split up into four separate zones. You can uh, you wake up in the morning and you can pick one of the four areas to go to. And as you're playing through, you will start to learn where the different targets that you need to kill to break the loop are going to be. And some of them, like, they are only in certain places at certain times. Until you start doing things, then you can influence them to be in other places at other times. And really, the puzzle you're trying to figure out is how can you kill all eight of these people in the four segments of time? And, like, you go into an area, and the time will not advance as long as you're in the area. You could be there for five hours, it'll still be morning. Like, you probably won't ever be in one area that long, because the areas are not that big. Mm -hmm. And, like, once you've killed everyone in an area, people aren't respawning. So, you could go kill everyone and then go look around for whatever you want for as long as you want. But, um... You might not have certain abilities or certain things unlocked that let you get into certain areas. So you need to learn the loop of what you need to do in the order you need to do it to be able to get into certain spots. Um, so you'll go clear an area and then exit back through your tunnel and then time will advance to the next segment in the day. So it goes morning, noon, afternoon, night, yeah. evening. I forget what they call it, but that's how the loop goes. As you're going, uh, your enemies are dropping... Uh, weapons they're dropping uh trinkets for the weapons and for yourself uh and higher tiers of the weapons and the trinkets which you know like that'll be like things for the guns are like faster reload speed better aim down sight better hip fire accurate things like that um as the guns go up in tiers they'll have a special ability like pretty early on i found a purple of the submachine gun that was silent mm -hmm. which was I wound up using that gun the entire game because it made stealth kills. Which, mm -hmm. Drew, I, I, you just went completely dead for like okay. three seconds I, there and missed a little bit of the end? Uh, it, I found a silenced submachine gun that made stealth kills easy for the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like the upgrades for your character will be like more health or you can hack things faster or take less damage, things like that. Um, and you can swap all of them out between uh segments and then you can eventually you get the ability to break down items and then use the points you get from that to permanently carry a thing over from loop to loop because either when you die or when you get to the end of the night segment you die and go back to the beginning of the first one okay and until you have the ability and start infusing the items and trinkets and all that you will just restart with nothing. There's a basic of the submachine gun right there when you start, and then the double jump trinket. But until you've unlocked the ability to carry things over, that is all you'll have at the beginning. So Yeah. Did you do any of the invasions or did you ever have invasions turned on for like the non scripted ones? 
Uh, I did go play as her once and got into a game. Uh, did kill them, but uh, your default like special ability is you get two respawns. And so I killed the person and then never found them again after they respawned. Uh, and then I think I just wound up leaving because I was like, all right, well, I haven't found them. I'm tired of running around this map to try to find them. Yeah. Um, that or maybe eventually they found me and killed me. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. That was that. There is a whole separate progression for her. Um, oh, which, I didn't realize that. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and the whole, like leaderboards and shit like that. There is a whole, there is a, a reason to go play her more. So I might, we'll see. And then I never turned on the just like public invasions. Although if I decide to like mess around with the other secrets that I know I didn't find, I might just turn that on just because, because then someone might like, I'm not going to be going after the, the targets at that point. So that'll at least give me some level of threat. If someone pops in, that's fair. Cause yeah. the, I mean, the like basic enemies, you don't have a ton of health, so if you do wind up getting caught and there's three or four of them, you will probably die. But <laughs> if you can sneak around and pick them off, you're fine. I mean, it's it like I said, I'm glad it's doing good. I'm glad it's a great game. I'm just not gonna get it. Yeah, like I'm not. I, it is also a game that I know is not for me, but I've watched a little bit of it, and like it does look like a very fun game. It's just I know I wouldn't have fun with it. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'd, I'd have a blast, but. Like maybe but you're a stubborn asshole. Maybe if it's <laughs> on a really good sale, I'll get it. But I, I already, I just spent a hundred dollars on City Skyline, uh, and I got Metroid Dread coming out in two weeks. I'm gonna hold off so on games. For you, a while. you can you can spend one one other seventy dollar game. It's no, fine. No, I need to. I just went on vacation. Just don't I buy need... Metroid. You already hate you hate Metroid. We've I, this is established. You hate Metroid. Look, don't buy Metroid. I don't buy hate this. Metroid. I hate mm. the original. I hate the ending of the original Metroid. It's just like Legend of Zelda 2. If we want to get into this now, we can get into this now. <laughs> Unless you have more to talk about with Deathloop. No, that, that's all for okay. Deathloop for now. It's really good. Play it. That's what I say. I, I, maybe I'll play it at Eric's or at some point if I go go visit his, his, his uh, them. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but Metroid. But, yeah, so Rich, so you've been playing the original Metroid. Yeah, uh, three play, three sittings. Uh, but yeah, three sittings. And my last sitting was last night. Uh, I'm not going back into the original. And this uh, was, uh, we talked about this two weeks ago, but this is your first time ever playing a 2D Metroid. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Like, I played a little bit of um, uh, Fusion, but it was, like, after Eric had gotten everything and I was playing on his save or something like that. Like, it, for the most part, though, yeah, it's my first time making it. Now, have you ever, like, dove into any other, like, Metroidvanias? Uh, Metroid Other M? That's um, not, like, that... That, I know that has the Metroid name in it, but it everything I've ever seen about that, it doesn't really fit the same mold. It is a Metroidvania, I believe. You need, in order to progress through the map, you need specific items, just like in any other Metroidvania. Like, you, but I mean, never... a lot of games do that that aren't necessarily Metroidvanias. Uh, I was thinking more like like an Axiom Verge, or like, or like something else that was very much of, like, uh, like paying homage to that era of game. I, I mean, not really, not that I can think of. Um, I don't really know. So you might not like that game then. Like, you like, you might not be a met like a a, a two D Metroid fan. It's potentially no, I, no. It's it's li it's not that I did not like the game. It's the ending is fucking bullshit. That's what it is. That's a Nintendo game, man. You're t you're two for two on that. 
no, like, th- like I made it through all of the original Legend of Zelda. I believe I did all, of it. but I made it through uh, uh, Legend of Zelda two till the end, where it gets bullshit because you have to go from the beginning all the way to the end, time everything perfectly, and I just I don't want to do that. That's not fun. That repetition. Newer, mo- more modern games don't have that sort of repetition because they're bigger and there's a lot more to do in them, and they actually have better save points. I know, I, I know we can't consider it quite modern at this point, but isn't that exactly what Devil May Cry 4 makes you do? I mean, uh, what do you mean? Isn't that the game where you, like, play through the whole game, and then the second half of the game is literally going back through everything it's, you did already? I mean, it, yeah, you go through as the one guy, and then you go through back as Dante, but it's backwards, yeah. or something like that. But that's just, but, no, like, you're not, you're not getting what I'm saying. I, it like, was a joke. I, but, like, my problem is, and please... Go back and watch my live stream from 920 uh, of Metroid. Uh, it might be called, um, it might still be called because I haven't gone on to Twitch to change a name and I forgot to change it before I started, but it might be called uh, um, re- uh, Retro Thursday still because I forgot to change it before I started. Um, but the, it's just the very end. And I showed you guys the biggest issue is you can get damaged while it's loading you in. And if you don't have a various suit, which I do, that takes out all of your health if you die and then just go right towards the end. Which means now I have to go back and grind and fill up my health canisters just to, to get 500 health to go forward. And it's like the, the, like you have to fight the Metroids, which are indestructible. All you can do is freeze them. And if they grapple onto you, you have to blow them up three times with mines. So you have to go into ball form and hit them three times with mines to push them off you but if you don't push them off you far enough they just grapple right back onto you and so like it is just to me it's not fun a to have to go back and grind to get health back up so i assume you're i assume at that point you're probably supposed to like get there with more health um because that game has no map or anything though you're and you're just kind of like flying blind like you know you got there with what you had well yeah i was using a map and i got a bunch of different health can i think i have up to five 499 health so like i have a lot of health but to recover that i have to go find a spot where the enemies just respawn over and over and hope that they drop health and if they do the enemies that respawn over and over enough that give me enough health or that are easy enough to kill only give five health at a time so if i have 499 health and i start with 30 i need to fill 469 nice health in order to have like enough and then go through this area where these little donuts just appear out of nowhere and hurt you. They can hurt you while you're you're loading in. And if you don't shoot a Metroid early enough to freeze it, or if you freeze it in a position where you can't jump around it, you're just kind of fucked. And, and so just I'm gonna throw this out here just be, because you like this isn't a, a genre or series that that you have a lot of familiar familiarity with. Um, if you go to Super Metroid. And I th- uh, Dread may be the same way. Those games aren't really about actually attacking things. Like, you're really supposed to just move past things as quickly and efficiently as you can. Even the things that you can kill. Yeah, but, like, you have to... You, you need it, If you die, when you come back to life, you have 30 health or 30 energy. That is it. So yeah. you then have to find somewhere to grind health. To recover it. Oh no, I understand that. I was just throwing out there if you if you move on to like another Metroid game, 
don't try to fight things. Like you just want to like get past them. Like no, if you if I you know. can kill them quickly, kill them. But I know avoid it, combat. For the most part, I was avoiding combat until I got the, the screw jump. Because once you get the screw jump, you're almost indestructible, and you can kill everything in essentially one hit as long as you're doing the screw jump. So prior to getting that, I was jumping around, I was dodging things and jumping over things rather than killing everything. The only time I would try to kill everything is to fill up my health. It's like, yeah, it's it's one of those older school games where the, it's not about killing everything. There's no score. It's just about dodging things and not getting hurt. And it's about learning the patterns. But a game made, what, 40 years ago at this point? No. 35? 35 years ago at this point. Like, I am... I, I went over this with Dragon's Dogma as well. It was a really good game, but it's old enough to the point where I don't want to have to dedicate that much time to something that's that old. Dragon's Dogma, in order to get the full feel for it, you have to play through twice. After I beat it the first time, I was I was just like, I don't want to have to do this again. I, like It was a good game and I enjoyed it, but I to me, I kind of don't care anymore. Because it's mostly because of how old of a game it was, and not because... It was a bad game. Like Yeah, I think it, I tried Dragon's Dogma when it was still relatively new, and it didn't really play well then either. So well, it's it's not even that like Dragon's Dogma didn't play well. It was that Dragon's Dogma, like it just it, it well yeah, I mean it, it was still clunky, it had like it wasn't very smooth and refined. It was just I don't know, it was hard it hard to hard to really explain, but like It was a good idea, they just didn't execute yeah. super well. My my biggest issue was that there was no fast travel and no mounts. If there was fast travel and mounts, I would have liked it a little bit. There was fast travel, but it's limited fast travel. And you have to... I hate when games do that. But it's also not even limited fast travel to, like, you can go anywhere, but you have to use an item. You actually have to use an item to set up your fast travel point. So you have to get there for the first time, which is normal, and then use an item to set that up as a fast travel point, and then use an item to fast travel to that fast travel It's It was... That's a lot of that game was just running around, and that's what like turned me off. I was like, I like, I I want to get to the point, get to a point and play. Like, I I want to be able to explore. Like, like I love like when I play Fallout, I I try to not use fast travel as much as possible because I like to explore. But in Dragon's Dogma, exploring too far off the road would get you killed almost immediately. Because you were under level for the area that you were in, Jim. or you'd be fighting tons of monsters that were too high, too powerful. But it's just like for Metroid, for the ending of Metroid, like I made it to the room before Mother Brain, and I got I got snatched by a Metroid and took me from four hundred and fifty health to zero health because I could not get it off me. And so then I would have to spend another twenty minutes to a half hour refilling my health. Just to get back to that point. It's just to me. Yeah, that does suck. That part isn't fun. Everything else I had a good time playing. It's just that aspect of it wasn't fun. And it's the same with Legend of Zelda 2. I have to, you have to go to a point to get as much health as you can to then go to the end and hope that in your three lives, you make these jumps and time everything properly because the platforming is not that good. And I'm a, I'm bad at platforming to begin with. Like, at least with, Metroid, there was a little bit of like leeway with if you if you miss a jump, like you just you're fall very in. floaty. You are very floaty, and you you fall into lava that doesn't kill you right away. It slowly ticks your health down. Whereas in Legend of Zelda, if you drop into lava, you're dead, and you you lose an extra life. And it's like it's just 
it's one of those things that if I were to go back and play Metroid tonight, I could probably beat it in 45 minutes. Be- but most of that time would be filling up my health bar. And I just, I don't want to do that. I was going to say, so why don't you just like restart, play the whole game over again, and now you know what not to do at the end. And that is get caught by a Metroid. But that means I'd have to go and kill Ridley and Crom uh, again. Which, fuck fighting Crom. He sucks. I mean, that, that's valid. It's a shame you didn't make a save state. I did have a save. Well, I mean, I have a save state, but like I didn't like I didn't think to save. Like, yeah, it sucks. I didn't save before going into the Metroid's lair with full health. That's what I mean. Like, it's a shame you don't have like that like a save state right there, just so you could finish it. But also, like, I I kind of don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to rewind it using the Switch's rewind capabilities. I don't want to have that like cheated save state. Like, I like. I call it a cheated save state because if you were to play the game back in 85-90 and use the codes that it gives you, the code it gives you loads you up with only 30 energy, 30 health. And so that's how I wanted to do it. Like, if I, like, I did, I did load in with full health at one point because that's where my save state was. But, like, if I were to go back to that point with full health, I would have had to fight Ridley and Kraid again, not Kron Kraid. And it's just... Yeah, I just didn't want to do it that way. I Which, I mean, that's fine. I, I more just meant because, like, at this point, like, you're just not going to finish it. So at least if you had had a save state, yeah. like, at that point, you could always, like, dip back into it later on and just be like, all right, I'm just going to go, like, finish the mother brain part of this real quick just to say I've done it. Yeah, and I mean, it makes, it makes me want to just load up one of the two special versions of um, Metroid that are on the Nintendo NES Switch app. And just use one of those, which you have full everything and whatnot. So that the one of them literally loads you up at Ridley. Does it? Yeah, like you walk through the door and Ridley's waiting to right there for you. Okay. So like the other one, I don't know, I don't remember where the other one loads you up. It's like a, it's a random point in the game, unfortunately. But yeah, one of them is just you walk through a door and like there's Ridley, and it's like, oh, okay, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. It's... So do you think you're gonna try like Super Metroid before Dread comes out? Yeah, I'll do Super Metroid. I'm not going to do Metroid 2 because I don't have a Game Boy um, uh, ROM, and I'm probably not going to do Fusion because I don't have a... Is it GBA was Fusion? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, have, a GBA G- game. I don't mm. have a GBA ROM. But I will do Super Metroid. Um, I'll probably download... Do the same thing I did with Metroid. Have, like, a map on my phone. Uh, probably started on Thursday with Retro Thursday. Because um, it's probably just so something... Super gonna... Metroid does actually have a map also, and it's got map rooms that, like, load the map fully so you don't have to explore every room. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what? Much better. I much prefer that. And, like, I'll probably like Super Metroid a lot more. It's got just a little bit I played of the original when, like, last, like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to, like, kind of get a feel for it again. The The amount of, like, quality of life stuff they did to Super Metroid is staggering. Yeah. Like, they... The ten or the eight year gap or whatever there is between those two games, like they made it a much better game. Like the only thing that I'm bummed out is I don't get to uh, yell on stream jokingly because I already know this, but I don't get to go. Oh my god, Samus is a girl while on stream <laughs> because I'm not gonna get to see that. That reveals in the original Metroid, right? Or is it in Super Metroid? No, I mean it, it happens at the end of the yeah. original. So, but I mean, I, like the the armor explodes off every time she dies. So you could have done it no, anytime you died. Not not in the original Metroid. Oh, I thought it did happen in, no. in the original. That's the thing about the original Metroid is you don't find out she's a girl till you beat the game, and you have to beat the game with certain like with a lot of everything, not everything, but a lot of things. Yeah, it's got it's got that. 
Yeah, it's literally got like different endings depending on your yeah. completion rate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what you think of Super Metroid. And do you, did you reserve Dread? I have not reserved Dread, no. I'll probably just buy it on Switch. So if if you really just don't like get along with Super Metroid for whatever reason, do you think you'll still get Dread? Or do you think you'll be like, ah, maybe I'll get it later? No, I'll probably still get Dread. I don't think I like... I don't think I'm not going to get along with Super Metroid. I don't. I. I. I don't think I didn't get along with Metroid. It's just that little aspect at the very end, which is what I didn't. Like. The lack of map and that very little bit at the very end is what I didn't like. That didn't turn me off from Metroid. It just turned me off from that game at this moment. And, and like for- someday, maybe I'll get good and be able to do it. <laughs> May- maybe. Maybe I will like jump back to it, or maybe on Thursday I'll be like, let's just give it a quick shot and play it. And try it. Like, who knows? But for now, I'm just like, I don't need this. I want to have fun. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like, if you're at that position now where, like, from what you showed us, when you go into that room, you just immediately die because of health. Yeah. It's it's not worth it right yeah. now. But I, I, who knows? In like, six months, you might dip back into it. And that's the problem. Is like, I have to go back to the previous area, find a spot, grind for health, because there's nothing to kill to get drops in the new area. In the final area... You can't kill Metroids. You can kill those little uh, um, donuts, but they don't drop anything. There's no other enemies for you to fight besides the Metroids, the donuts, and the Mother Brain. So I have to go back. And if I die in those, in like, if I go back to the previous area and die, I go all the way back to the beginning of the game. Because that's where it is, and then I have to travel all the way back up. Which isn't too far, but it's still a pain. That's just, it's how the game works, and it's just, for me, I don't want to put aside that time for that. If I if if I find it frustrating, I'm not going to keep doing. It. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we can move forward. Uh, Cobb, you played Kana. I did. Yeah. Uh. So Kana Bridge of Spirits came out today, actually. Mm-hmm. Which um, it was one of those games where I wasn't 100 percent sure that I was going to get it today because they had some very strict stipulations on coverage, which usually means not usually, but can often mean that like. The publisher just doesn't trust the game to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it it didn't happen that way. Um, reviews went out this morning. It got relatively good reviews. A lot of like sevens and eights. So like not groundbreaking, but not bad. Um, I saw some other chatter where like no one was saying anything bad about it, except for Polygon. Polygon seemed to dislike it. But mm-hmm. the people that review games over there just don't seem to like many games. So I'm not surprised. But... Yeah, I I got it this morning. Um, I played it for a few hours this afternoon. It's a charming little game. It's it's definitely the studio's first game, like a hundred percent. There, it feels like a lot of other action platformers, especially like PS2 era action platformers, like your okay. Jack and Daxters, your Ratchet and Clanks, your Sly Coopers. Um, especially like the Sly and maybe maybe Jack and Daxter a little bit, which I, I've never played one of those, so I can't. I can't confirm, but um, your character, at least early on, just has a staff. So, like, your only attack is your staff. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it does the R1, R2 for attack. So R1 is, is quick, like, light attack. R2 is heavy attack, and you can charge that up a little bit. Um, the anime... I mean, you guys have seen the trailers and stuff like that. The animation is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It does have an... It's not even an issue, but it's kind of jarring when it goes from its cinematic to its gameplay. Because it does have separate cinematics, um, like a PS2 game. Um, and the the animations on those are amazing. There's a scene, probably like an hour, hour and a half in, where there's like you're in like this clearing. There's a bunch of wind. It's very dark and dreary. 
and when it shows the character and these two other characters with it and like their hair is blowing um it it looks amazing yeah and the game itself looks good too like the gameplay but what they do is when it goes to a cutscene uh they put like the black bars like it's like it's like letterbox and it's it's not seamless like it actually like fades in and out and like has like a cut between the gameplay and the cinematic Whereas a lot of games now, either the cinematics are just seamlessly part of the game, like it, it's in-engine cinematics, mm-hmm. or they'll at least let it transition naturally, where in the, in the case of this game, it would have just been less jarring if instead of having it just kind of fade from letterbox to not letterbox, if it would would have just like kind of like pulled back, like reoriented the camera behind the characters and just had the letterbox kind of like um, retract off the screen, if that makes sense. It would have just made it feel like the game was continuing rather than you actually just watched a movie that is now letting you play. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, it it plays really well. The combat is, like I said, it's nothing special. You, you have a dodge, you have a light attack, a heavy attack. Um, it's very much in that sort of... It is not a Dark Souls game, but it seems to lean on that style of combat where you want to get in, attack, and then get away before the enemy attacks. In a lot of cases, the, at least early on, the enemies are small and weak, and you can take them out with just one one series of your combo. There are some like larger enemies or enemies with shields and stuff like that that you are kind of dipping in, attacking, and then dipping back out. But you're it's very responsive. So like when you hit dodge, as long as you're not mid attack, you dodge immediately. And generally, if if you're in a dodge, you have some invincibility frames. So even if like the enemy like takes a swing at you in mid dodge, um, it seems like you're going to get you're going to get through that without taking too much damage. Um, you do take damage pretty heavy, though. Like, one hit does a lot of damage to you, so you got you you really have to kind of stay on your toes with it, and there's there's not always a way to heal yourself, at least early on. Um, so the other thing that the game has going on are the the little dust sprite things. They, they look like something out of a, of a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, they're called the Rot. I haven't found out why they're called the Rot yet, but, like, they're just adorable little black fluff ball thingies. And as you travel around, you find them, uh, you collect them. They basically become, like, Pikmin for you because you can actually control them and, like, tell them to go pick things up and move things around and open things for you and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but around the world, there's also this stuff that they're calling poison right now that uh, it reminds me of the vines and stuff that you would get in, like, Breath of the Wild. Where when you would get to a new tower in Breath of the Wild, it would be covered in all those like um, thorny vines and you'd have to find like a way around it or to just otherwise get rid of them. Uh, it, it's kind of got that vibe. And the rot, once they're kind of charged up, they can dispel that stuff. The, the kind of funny thing they worked into it as far as narrative goes is they're scared. So when you go into these areas, they're frightened and then enemies start showing up so they become more frightened. So they can't really do anything until you beat some enemies to charge their courage meter. So every time you take out an enemy, you build up a little bit of this gauge. When the gauge is full, you can then use the the, the rot in some way. Okay. Um, if there are flowers in the area, that healing flowers, you can use them to heal yourself. You can use them to use like a special attack to attack the enemies. Or if you've done enough damage and the poison has like opened one of its weak points... You can use them to latch onto one of them and then explode it to then clear the poison out of the area. So, like, I feel I feel like a lot of the mechanics and things that the game does, it it's pulling from a lot of other games in similar genres. Because I feel like I've done that a lot. Like, even, um, 
oh, what's that fucking Mario? Mario Sunshine. It's not all that different from cleaning up the the paint or whatever that stuff's supposed to be. Yeah, it okay. was, it was yeah. paint or mud. Yeah, like yeah, it was everything. Yeah, you know, like you you have to have enough water in flood to do it, and then you have to go around and you kind of clear it all out, and then once it's cleared out, you know, the world might change a little bit. Like maybe something grows out of the ground because it was covered in in paint before or something yeah. like that. Uh, similar stuff's going on there. It does a really nice transition, though, where if you're in, like, a, a nice area of the forest or the world, it's bright and green and lush and the sky's blue and it's very vibrant colors. And then as you get closer to an area that's overrun with the poison, it gets gray and dreary and dark and just devoid of life and happiness. And as soon as you get rid of that, it does... Um, did you guys... Did either of you guys play Flower on PS three or four a little bit uh, yeah i think i watched so it, eric play it yeah so it, it does something similar to that when you connect all the flowers and it just the things go away and then the color just kind of returns to everything from like the center out so it's you know it, it's it's got a lot of charm and character um i've only gotten through i think one boss like one real boss so far and it seemed like i needed to use a very particular skill um it, it's a it's a long range skill that you you have to unlock like, you have to go into your skills and unlock this. And I feel like there is a way that you could have played this game and accidentally not unlocked that, because the game doesn't explicitly force you to unlock it. Like, you know how a lot of games in the tutorial, when it gets to the point of unlocking skills, it'll walk you through and have you unlock, like, the first skill very specifically? Like, okay, now open the menu, and now go to this, and now unlock this ability. Yeah. And it'll use whatever experience you have. This game didn't do that. It opened like it said hey you have points like you can go into the menu and like it, it told me that it's like you can now unlock abilities and it had it had my cursor on the ability that i ended up needing for this fight but then i was free to move it around and, and spend my my points on other skills is, and is it, i f- is it a skill tree or is it just skills that are available um i wouldn't quite call it a tree but it is broken down into, into subsections let's call them so there's um there's a, a subsection of things related to the rot. So in this case, the one that it defaulted to was a rot ability that if you charge up your heavy attack, you can hit the square button if you have a a, a charge of them. And they'll do like, a, it's almost like a ground pound with the staff that then shoots them at the enemy so that you can hit things from far away. Because some enemies actually, if you charge up your, your heavy attack, they actually jump away from you immediately so that you can't hit them with it. Um, this first boss, though, as soon as you get near him, he buries himself in the ground and then comes up uh, out of another hole. So you actually can't get near him to attack him. I had this ability unlocked, so I never, I didn't have to find another way to do it. But I'm curious, like, what happens if you went there and you didn't unlock that ability because you didn't want it because you wanted to have the um the other side of the tree that I have uh, or or whatever you want to call them that I have available now are regular attacks and like parry stuff. And frankly, like the parry stuff seems way more useful than this ground pound did. But I just unlocked the ground pound because I was curious what it was. Yeah. And I feel like if a normal person who has played a little bit of this combat and seen that it's very dodge heavy may have spent their 150 points on the, the parry stuff and have fucked themselves out of this boss fight, potentially. <laughs> and I'm, ju- I'm just curious, like, what would have happened had I gotten there and not had that ability. Do you know what the name of the first boss was? I don't, because I don't think it really had a name. And I don't know that there's really a lot of guides or anything out for this game yet, either. Just because it just released today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, like, it plays fun. Um, it's very charming, like, characteristics. Like, the art, the little 
The rot are adorable. Um, I have some notes. I'm just scrolling through real quick. Uh, like I said, they're they're very Pikmin like. Um, every time you find a new rot to add to your like team of rot, it plays this little animation where it kind of like it, it's a little cutscene. It zooms in on them. It shows them sort of like poof out of the little blob that they start out as into like the fully formed like minion looking thing that they end up being, and they kind of put on this like goofy smile, and then it goes back to gameplay. It probably only takes five seconds, if that. But after like the second time you see that, it's just completely unnecessary, and it just keeps happening every fucking time you find one. And the only way to level up, it seems, is based on rot level. So you you get experience points that you can then spend on skills. But in order to unlock more skills to be, or in order to have access to more skills to unlock, it looks like you need your rot level raised, and you get that by just collecting more of them. So it's like. Every time you find one of these to try and raise your level up, you then have to watch this little five-second animation. And, it, like, it's not the end of the world, but it's just, it's super annoying after, like, the second time. It's like, I just, I just want this fucking game to move on. Like, join the party, and let's go. Like, there's more stuff to go explore. Because uh, the game does, like, it's, it's got a lot of exploration, like, a lot of, like, kind of paths you can go down and check things out. Uh, it blocks things off with, like, magic instead of just invisible walls or other reasons why you can't go places. It's like, oh, yeah, no, like, whatever's going on in the forest, like, literally, there's a magic barrier here. You can't get through it yet. Um, you do have, like, a shield ability also. Um, it's it's weird. You're, so your L1, it doubles as both a temporary shield for things that are attacking you and also as the thing you use to scan the environment, unlock things. Uh, like, if, like, a door is locked, you stand on, like, a little pedestal and do this scan, and it unlocks the doors in a lot of cases. Um, and a few other things. So it's kind of like your, like, all-purpose tool. But it works, and that that is super helpful. Yeah. Uh, there's also an, a currency that I believe is simply to purchase hats for the rot. Like, I have a mushroom hat. I have, like, a pot hat. Like, a, like a pan hat. And a few others. A fox hat. And it seems like every time I get like a little bit further, I find a new cart and then unlocks more hats I can buy. That's, that's the most important thing you need. Exactly. Like I said, so this game really does seem to have just drawn inspiration from a bunch of different places. You know, you got your hats from like your Dota, you've got your your Zelda stuff, you've got your your Sly Cooper two PS2 era like mascot platformer stuff. You got your Pikmin over here. It's definitely like you know these guys. They're um, Ember is they were an animation studio. This is their first game. So it's almost like they liked video games and they just wanted to make a game with like the things they liked from other games, basically. Okay. Which isn't a bad thing. Like they didn't do a bad job with any of it so far. Like mm-hmm. after three hours, like I am definitely interested in playing more of this game. Um, and they did, uh, in the platforming, they, they, they went the normal route of just everything that you can jump onto is covered in bird poop because like this is like some weird ancient world fantasy thing. So I doubt it's white paint. So it's got to be bird shit. <laughs> like right yeah no it definitely is, definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> uh but yeah it's fun i'm i'm looking forward to playing some more of it i actually haven't really played a lot on the ps5 lately just because there haven't been a lot of exclusive games to it and the stuff that i've wanted to play has been on game pass mm-hmm. so i'm excited to actually be playing the ps5 right now yeah yeah i i, I get that feeling or, or i understand that feeling i i haven't really since i beat returnal i haven't touched my ps5 and returnal now- that's another game you bought yeah, that is, and that was on sale when I bought it, which is why I didn't really search for it. Um, but yeah, it's and now that now that I have City Skylines on the PC, I'm going to be even playing my PS5 even. Right, because you were play, playing that on on PlayStation before, right? Yes, and 
I wanted it on PC because I wanted to be able to use mods and have different maps and stuff, which I now can because it's on PC. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, little bit a little bit of news, and this this is a quick one. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. So, there's a rumor going around that Quantic Dream mm-hmm. might be working on a Star Wars game, and I don't think I like that idea. Absolutely not. Fuck that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, if it's not a Skywalker game, and if it's not a a, a, a a Jedi game, and it's, like, in the same vein as, like, a Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls Detroit, like, maybe, maybe, like, Beyond Two Souls is friggin' great. I never played Detroit or Heavy Rain. So, I'm on the opposite, I've played Heavy Rain and I've played some of Detroit, I've never played Beyond, though. I've played Heavy Rain, I've never played any of the other two. Yeah. Um, but, like, David Cage, kind of a piece of shit from what I've gathered. Um... That studio in general, um, in the last, like, two years has had a lot of problems come out about it. Like, just, uh, apparently it's a very hostile work environment because of David Cage. Um, a lot of racist, sexist, just shitty stuff going on over there. Um, and also, he's just, he is not a very good writer. And he's no. one of those guys who has to be 100% in control of something. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I just, I don't think he could write a good Star Wars game, is the problem. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I like I don't know. It's hard to say if I'm down for it or not. Yeah. I would agree with what you said, Rich. I think if it was a game in that style, set in the Star Wars in like some section of the Star Wars universe. And frankly, even if it did deal with the Jedi, I just don't want it to deal with the 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 era that we're used to. Yeah. I don't want the fall of the Republic through the rise of the first order. Yeah. Like I don't need that. If it if it's if it has to fall in there, it has to be something completely divorced of that stuff. Whether it's it's bounty hunters or or whatever, but just happening someplace else in the galaxy, not really involved with the the, the rebels and everything. But unfortunately, that's if they're setting a Star Wars game in that period, it's going to involve those characters because that's how they sell games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I think a game in that style set in like the old Republic or in the High Republic or even like. They won't go here, but like post um, episode eight could actually be really interesting. Just they need somebody that can actually write to to make it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I am curious to see if anything comes of this. Me too. I'm interested. Uh, I'm not gonna like uh like hold my breath for it, but I'm interested. I am. I am. I guess just genu- genuinely glad too that comp- like studios not owned by EA are getting time to work on Star Wars, like diversifying the portfolio so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, because, like, EA just didn't do a good job with it. The only good game that they put out in the decade that they had the the rights to it was Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Like, everything else was a multiplayer disaster. <laughs> yeah. And that's just because EA is a bunch of greedy fucks. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the case. <laughs> and they spent money on a thing, so they wanted to milk it for all it was worth. Exactly. Yeah. Rich... What did you think of the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No it, spoilers. It obviously... I mean, I can't even say obviously, but it wasn't the best. It it kind of felt... Like, when when everything happened with George Floyd and all of that, I knew that the show wasn't... was was Even though they had this last season, they weren't doing more than this season. And I knew things were just going to feel off and uncomfortable with it. Um... And so it just the season as a whole wasn't the best. It was good. It just it wasn't as funny as the rest of the series. Uh, it, it hit a lot more on those 
kind of necessary topics that a cop comedy show has to touch down on. Um, I, they they did in uh, incorporate probably one of the coolest characters because it's John C. McGinley. Um, in the last season. Oh, he was very good. And we didn't really get to see much of him, which kind of sucked. Because it was only, what, nine episodes? Something like that? Uh, yeah, something like that. And just, I'm just going to throw this out here real quick before I forget. The finale aired this past week. Um, I want to say it was on, like, the, the 16th, maybe? Yeah, something like that. The week, the week before, it did not air. They skipped a week. Okay. They fucking didn't air the finale on 9-9. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wonder. There is, unless something happened, and that was originally what was where it was supposed to be scheduled. There is no excuse on NBC's marketing to have not fucking aired the season finale of Brooklyn Nine Nine on September 9th. I, they just I, dropped every fucking ball they possibly could have. I I wonder if it was it being so close to nine eleven. But I mean, like that final episode, I like didn't touch on anything no, like that. So no, I feel like yeah. it. Be- like I don't, I don't see how that could have lined up. That's why I said I don't know if there was something else happening on Thursday on NBC or on another network that they're just like, all right, we're not going to, yeah, going to compete uh, with this. Um. So when was the finale? The sixteenth. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine nine was the first NFL game, which was right. on NBC. So oh. NBC could not air Man. anything on nine nine. Man, fuck football. Yeah. Football ru- football ruined the season finale of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> uh, but I like it was. I'm I'm happy that they wrapped it up in a uh, in a heist episode. Like those were some of the greater episodes. Um, it was ten episodes. Also, was it ten episodes? Okay, it should have been. If nine. you, it, it was nine. So I, I guess it depends how you look at it. Because technically, the last episode is a two parter, so it's two different episodes, but it it airs as one full hour. So in that case, it's nine episodes. But because is, it's two, it, it's listed as two episodes on IMDb. It's ten. Isn't it also season nine? No, it's season eight. Uh, they just screwed up all over the place. Um, it should have been nine nine on nine nine. Like they they should have just pushed it one more season and released <laughs> the finale on nine nine. So it would have been episode nine nine on nine nine. Unless it was the ninety ninth episode. Nope. One hundred fifty eight. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it had that many episodes. Oh, yeah. Good for oh, them. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see all the old characters come back. Uh, sorry, 153, but still 150 plus episodes. Yeah, it's a it's a great show. It, it is such it's it's part it's on my rotation of like binge watch shows. Um, that that I go back to. Um, and it's just yeah, I don't, this season wasn't the best, but it was it, it, it touched on the topics it needed to touch on, and it's just yeah, I I was I was a little let down at it being a finale. So I actually. I really liked the the season. I don't watch stuff on repeat the way you do, so I don't have like a recent viewing of any of this. Because like, when did when did season seven air? Season seven aired. Pre- so it's been it's been a year and it, a few months. It's the I think the I think it was I think it finished airing pre twenty twenty. I think it's twenty nineteen. No. no, it was it was April of twenty twenty is when okay. season mm-hmm. seven finished. So like it, it aired from February to April of twenty twenty. So it's been yeah. over a year since I've it, seen anything i didn't i didn't start watching through it until 2020 and i think i've only seen through twice since i started since the first time like still like that's but it's like even just one watch through like i don't know it was it's i haven't watched it as much as some of the other shows that's fair like i just i 
I don't watch TV like that. I do not rewatch full sitcoms because like at all. Um, I'll watch them on repeat if they're on, but like Brooklyn Nine Nine doesn't air on networks that I watch, so I don't ever see repeats of this. So yeah. a lot of this stuff, like I haven't seen since it aired. So like in that final episode where they were doing a lot of like callbacks and stuff like that, it's like oh shit, I remember that. Like when they they made reference to the um to him doing the the I want it that way with yeah. the the yeah. police lineup. And I'm just like, oh, I remember that. That was really funny. And, like, there were a bunch of other moments like that of just, like, callbacks to other stupid things. Yeah. That, like, I had mostly forgotten because it's been years since I've seen it. I get it for you. Like, it's it's been maybe eight, six months since you've seen it. Yeah. Eight months, something like that. But it's also, um, I see I see the I want it that way seen on Facebook and Instagram all the time. Like, Oh, see, is, I don't. That is one of, like, the higher shared scenes of that show. Or the most shared scenes of that show, because it's just a fucking amazing scene. And I remember it, and, like, I think I've seen it, like, once or twice since then, but I don't really see this show get shared on Facebook, ever. I... I, uh, And I don't use Instagram. uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was one of the shows I used to call my favorite show I've never seen, because I would see so many clips of the show while, like, scrolling through videos on Facebook that, like, I would know a lot of the funny scenes. Like, I knew about... Peralta and, 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 um, what's her name, getting married, like, before I ever watched the show, because I've seen clips of, like, them finding out their feelings, and, like, I've, I've known about a lot of the stuff, like, one of the first episodes I watched was the episode where we, where you, uh, uh, what was it, the two idiots, um, Hitchcock, Hitchcock, Hitchcock and, Scully. and Scully, when they're young, and, uh, oh, okay, they, yeah, I know which episode you're talking yeah, about, they helped the girl at the wing slots, or whatever it was called, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like I've seen, I've definitely seen the series out of order, and I've seen a bunch of clips from Facebook that like I never had seen the show before, but it was my favorite show I'd never seen, and so that's why like it's it's such an easy show to go back and just watch and just sit down and watch a random episode. Um, and it's just yeah, it's it, it's always good, and like even though I'm saying that this final season wasn't as good as the rest of it, it's still a good season, but it was different because of what they had to tackle. Yeah. Now, did you watch it week to week? I did my best to watch it. Like, right. So I, wa- Erica and I watched the entire season this this past week. I watched like I think it'd be like two episodes each weekend. Like it would it would be like two or three episodes, and then like I would forget about it for two weeks, and then two or three episodes and forget about. It. Yeah, we basically watched all of it on I think Friday or Saturday, and then finished it up on Sunday for like the last episode. Yeah. Um. So like I also watching it back to back to back like even when they had those sort of like tougher episodes there was so much so many other just fun goofy stuff like um like the whole boil thing like with his family like mm-hmm. that was such a weird stupid episode but it was also very fun and that was right after sort of a i guess a more serious episode and like serious as far as like a show like this goes where it's the one before that was the one where Jake got suspended for basically like witness harassment yeah, yeah. Um, because like he made a bad call. He thought he thought he found out who really did it, and he just he took t- things too far, and and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so, like like I see what you mean though. Like, oh, we lost Drew. Um, that was one of those episodes where like they were kind of dealing with something a little more serious. And like looking at IMDb, that is actually one of the like weaker rated episodes. Yeah. So like that that's a 6.8. It looks like the weakest episode of the of the season was 4.9 and that was actually the the first one, which I 
like dealt the most with that with like police stuff. Well, yeah, I guess you. I mean, they had to force the pandemic, George Floyd, and and police um, brutality, and like an entire year on that episode. Yeah. So like it was, I can understand it being like a harder episode for some people to watch, and I'm sure, I'm sure a hundred percent. There was a lot of people who stopped watching this because it became a show about how police have too much power. Yeah, you know what? I I would not be surprised about that. Yeah. And honestly, like I I enjoyed that they I enjoyed everything they did in this season. I'm glad that they kind of like touched on that all that stuff, mm-hmm. but didn't make it. They made it prominent without I feel without the show suffering. Yeah. Like having that sort of like through line of like Amy and the captain trying to get like those reform things done. Yeah. With um with Doctor Cox there just trying to fuck it all up. Yeah. Um and then like almost every episode had some sort of callback to like somebody else. Like um you had Craig Robinson came back for for an episode as Doug Judy and yeah. that was like that honestly as fucked as that ending was it was also kind of heartwarming. Oh when Peralta let him go. Yeah. Yeah yeah. That was that um, was that was good. Like, it, it, and it it kind of showed at least even like the the character progression in Peralta, where he's like, like he Judy was being tried for something that was twenty years old, like, and so he wasn't all happy with that, and so he was just like, maybe maybe he already did his time because he did. Maybe he shouldn't have to go to jail again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like it was for a different state too, which yeah. like made it suck even more which, for him. Which which that's and that's the the most ridiculous thing about this country and policing is like if i do something in new jersey and then leave new jersey and they don't catch me for doing something in new jersey and then i do something in delaware and go to jail for delaware then i'll have to go to jail for both delaware and new jersey and it's not just all one thing with all your charges charges it it depends how serious the charge is well yeah i mean but it's like i i i've known people who would not drive in new jersey because they've had enough speeding tickets or enough tickets in jersey that they could not drive in Jersey anymore without being pulled over for warrants and stuff like that. Yeah. And yes. And, and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, obviously murder, like doesn't matter what state yeah, you go yeah. to, they're coming for you. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I, I actually, I really enjoyed the season. I thought, like you said, them, them ending it with a heist was the best possible way to end it. Yeah. Um, and like, I think they did a good job kind of balancing out like sort of the, the nostalgia, the humor, and the the wholesome yeah. parts of that of that that final two parter, yeah. yeah. like it never got too emotional. And every time it kind of like started like leaning that way, somebody would crack it like like a joke. Yeah. But it never felt it never felt forced or out mm-hmm. of place. Yeah, it was it was a good finale. Like it's not not good. It's not my favorite or the best finale of a sitcom, but it it was a good finale. It's just yeah. I mean, Parks and Rec has the best finale. I it, would. Easy. I would say Scrubs season eight original series finale is the best. I mean, you can't say you can't say that that is a season finale or a series finale though, even though it was meant to be because they did one more season. But that season wasn't originally called Scrubs. Called but that's Med- what it is now. It was called Med School. It is now called Scrubs just so that they could have been. A- it was like it was called Scrubs when it aired because it wasn't getting the views or or making any or getting any any like uh, views when it first aired. Or, or during tests. Like, it was just called med school, but it was a Scrubs so, I get that. I'm just saying, it's still, like, that is technically the Scrubs finale. Hey. And I realize that just, that rubs dirt on an otherwise very good show. And I apologize, hey, but hey. that, season nine is the finale. Here's the thing. 
according to the right the 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 writer Bill Lawrence because he did not write season nine. It's not real. Never happened. That's that's not how that works. It's not canon. I'm I'm sorry. Parks Parks and Rec wins it. Season nine of Scrubs is not canon. Season eight is the best finale. No, because I mean, look, if we're just picking random finales, then season six Parks and Rec is the better finale. No, with the Unity <laughs> Fair or the Unity concert. No, because that wasn't that's that wasn't even supposed to be the series. We don't know that. But it like, could have been. I don't know when they got renewed that year. That could have been like a hey, we might not get a finale, so like we're gonna just make this the finale just in case. Anyway, speaking of finales, you watched another finale over the past week. Yeah, I uh, I finally finished uh, Smallville. Which, what an undertaking that was. Did, did, <laughs> did somebody save you? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the end of the 10th season saved me. Okay. Um, you know what? That show is actually, it holds up really well for the first, like, seven seasons. Which, like, considering, like, that show started in 2001, that's not bad. No. Like, for, for shows like that back then, it's not bad at all. I'd say, like, the show definitely starts to go downhill after Lex leaves. Um, so... Lex leaves at the end of season seven, if I remember correctly. And at that point, like, he was, he had always been, like, the most interesting character on the show because you got to see him bounce between being somebody that could have actually been a good guy and being sort of like the early stages of the villain, you know, Lex Luthor is. Um, especially because of the friendship he had with Clark in the first, like, four seasons, let's say. Because at one point, like, their friendship kind of just disintegrates and it never quite makes sense because everything is clark's fault yeah like had clark just been honest with him at any point in like their friendship everything would have turned out differently but like and this is the whole supergirl and um what's her name lena lena uh uh thing like was he not telling him the truth to protect him because he was a superhero or was it just no just it was a little bit of both it was to it Clark didn't really tell people because he was trying to protect himself and, like, his secret. Um, it wasn't until later on when, like, his kind of, like, he became more of a crime fighter that he was doing it more to protect other people. Yeah. Um, because in, in the early seasons, he's not out there purposely trying to prevent crimes. It's just Smallville is fucking mutant capital of the world because of the meteor rocks. Yeah. Um, he just... His his dad doesn't trust the Luthers for like good reason. Like Lionel Luther in the first five and a half seasons, not a trustworthy guy. Um, in the the later half, like in like seasons five and six and even seven, um, he actually becomes more of a like a a I don't want to say good, but like more of a, like a neutral character. Like he still definitely has his own things that he wants to happen, but he's not actively a piece of shit the way he was early on. Yeah, and like Lex takes on more of that role. Whereas, like, in the early seasons, it's, like, Lex, you get the impression he generally wants things to, like, he wants to do good, and just no one ever believes him, because he's a Luther and has a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. And Clark's dad doesn't trust him, so I think a lot of that just rubs off on Clark as he sees more of what kind of goes on. But, like, if I were Lex, I would have done the same things. Like, all of the crazy shit that happened to him and, like, the near-death experiences because of things relating to the meteor rocks, I would have been researching and doing experiments and stuff too if i had unlimited fucking money mm-hmm. um and there were there were episodes where for one reason or another he learned about clark's um abilities and like did not try to murder him like at one point he actually said he's like i knew it i knew it don't worry i will never let anything bad happen to you like i will keep this secret i will protect you 
and then that gets undone and Clark's like, oh no, I can't trust you. It's like, what the fuck do you mean you can't trust him? He was willing to just die just now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after after they kill him off, it's just rocky after that because they never have like another good like antagonist to run through the show. And frankly, the last season is is really weak too. Um, because they kind of they introduce Lois in season four, I think, and she's not introduced as any sort of love interest. So she's actually her and Clark have a very um antagonistic relationship, like. They're friends, but they they like pick on each other, and they're they're kind of mean to each other. And she's super sarcastic and snarky, and it just works because it's somebody that actually like talks back to him in a way that his friends don't. Yeah. Um. But like by season eight or or nine, like they're starting to kind of put like the um, romantic spin on them, and all of that kind of goes out the window, and she just becomes a less interesting character. Um. But yeah, like, like the first seven seasons are super good. Um, I would watch the first seven seasons again. I don't know that I would watch seasons eight, nine, or ten again. Makes sense. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I I've always wanted to get back and watch the series, but it's just I I lost track after about like season two or three, and I was just like, this, I just uh nope, I'm just not gonna do it. And then I think when I first had Netflix, it was on there, and I was gonna watch it, then just never did. It's on Hulu. You can watch the whole thing on Hulu. Um, and you know what they? So the guy that plays Green Arrow. On, on that show, he actually plays a really good Green Arrow. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like the the Arrowverse version at all. Like he's not like the dark, moody Archer. Um, and like the first season he's in, which I think might be season five, like it's a little goofy. Um, but like a, as the show goes on and kind of like you get more time with him and he becomes like a more central character, like he was a really good version of Green Arrow. And I understand why when they announced Arrow, um, because Arrow started the year after. Smallville ended because Smallville ended 2011. Um, I understand why people were like a little like, well, why why isn't it this guy? Yeah, like <laughs> this guy just this guy played Green Arrow for seven years or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, whoa. makes sense. Um, yeah, but you know, it was ten years worth of TV that was uh that was pretty good. They never the very last episode. Um, you do get to see Clark fly a little bit, kind of. Um, there's there's a very brief scene where he floats and then punches somebody. And then there's a lot of faraway CG shots of a red and blue blur flying around. And you never really get to see him in the suit. He gets the suit. He puts the suit on. They never show him in the suit. They show close-ups of just his face. And you can see the cape waving in the background. And the very last scene is him running on the roof of the Daily Planet, opening up his shirt to show the, the S underneath. And, like, I know part of, like, their, like, mission statement when they made this show was, like, he was never going to fly. He was never going to wear the suit. Because they weren't trying to tell us the, the Superman story, but by ten years in, the dude's fucking like thirty five. Um, <laughs> he's fucking Superman at this point. Like he can't yeah. not be Superman at this point. He's been doing this shit for a decade now. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a fun show. Uh, Drew, yes, you watched this uh, F one documentary about somebody named Schumacher. Yes, it's about uh, Michael Schumacher, who until just last year had the record for most. Uh, ever raced wins in Formula One. He, it just got passed by Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Um, it's a pretty straightforward documentary. I can't say I learned a whole hell of a lot new, you know, it, but it, it showed just how much of a driven competitor he was. Like, talked about how, like, when he was in race mode, he wanted to win every single race. And will like would kind of break rules. Sometimes, even one year, got himself disqualified from the entire 
championship due to being too unsafe in a crash. And they were like, Damn. all right, you are done for the rest of this season. Like, because Formula One has been incredibly dangerous. Like, drivers die, or, or used to die pretty regularly in Formula One. It's now, been a does while. Does Formula One, do they drive on actual tracks, or is that like yeah. the shit in cities? Uh, I mean, some of the races are in cities, um, but the vast majority are on, like, separate tracks. But the opening of Iron Man 2 is is an F1 race, right? Yeah, that's yeah, Monaco. That's Mon- yeah, that's it. Okay. That is one of the few races that is in a city. Um, Monaco, Australia is like half city roads, half of like course. I think, isn't the Indy 500, isn't that roads all, like, no. all, all in the city? No, that's an oval racetrack. <laughs> like, that is, a, that is like the most... The, probably the oldest like purpose-built racetrack in the world okay um uh singapore is on city streets that might be it. it might just be those three uh i mean well i don't know if they do it anymore but there was the baltimore grand prix oh no the the only one in the u.s right now is in austin texas at circuit of the americas although they're talking uh they're going to be doing one in miami that is going to use, like, city streets and, like, the parking lot for the Dolphins Stadium. Mm-hmm. And there's been rumor of one in, like, New York area somewhere okay. that would be on city streets. And, like, Florida makes sense because, like, who else is using the Dolphins parking lot? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. It it was interesting. Uh, though you don't get to hear from Michael Schumacher because he was famously in a skiing accident in 2013. I believe it was, and was in a coma for years, and the family has been incredibly quiet about his health ever since. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, he fell, smashed his head on a rock, was wearing a helmet, which the doctors say saved his life, but, like, nobody knows really the condition other than pretty clearly they're not letting him talk if he can at all, but... Yeah, they talked to, like, his wife, his son, who is now in Formula One, uh, just started this year, uh, and then, you know, a bunch of people, other drivers that drove with him, people who, like, ran Formula One back at, when he was driving, stuff like that. And, you know, it was cool to see, you know, behind, you, you saw a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but otherwise, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward documentary. Nice. That's 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 always fun. I, I like indie racing. I want to get. I want to watch more of it. I just never really or F one racing. No, whatever. Get it. Uh, uh, I've been watching it for like this is my second full year watching all the races. Do you wake uh, up at four o'clock in the morning to do it? They're like eight or nine a.m. here. It's not that bad. Oh, uh, see, I'm used to seeing the people on the West Coast talk about it. So yeah, where it's like five a.m. and like yeah, like no, I mean. I might be up. That would be... I sleep in a little bit on weekends, but that, you know, means I'm getting up at, like, 7 <laughs> normally. But, like, I, I probably, if I was on the West Coast, would be going out of my way to get up at, like, 5 a.m. to these races. But here, it's, like, 9 a.m. It's, like, the race is at 9. It only lasts, like, two hours, usually, so it's done by 11. And now, you know, that's time to then start all the fantasy football prep. And then watch football all day, <laughs> like oh, so they're not they're not like six hour races the way NASCAR is. No, no, like there is actually a hard limit on time that a race can take, 
and this actually came up two races ago where it was raining like super bad and they have four they have four hours from when they start a race to fit in two hours of racing basically like so it started at 3 p.m in belgium they had till 7 p.m to finish the race and the once they start the like start the actual race the race can only go for two hours on the clock though they can stop the race and stop the clock but if they don't restart it by the time that four hours comes up then it's over that's basically what happened in belgium three weeks ago where it was like well we're gonna try to start this race it's raining too hard nope can't do it sit around sit around up for like every 30 minutes it was like ah in 10 minutes we'll have an update and then the update is that in 30 minutes we'll have an update 10 minutes after that like that's always fun and then eventually they just sent the cars out for two laps behind the pace car the safety car just to make it quote-unquote officially count as a race and basically people got points half the points they normally would have gotten basically just based on their qualifying position so people were kind of pissed about that yeah i can understand understandably because like people that were there sat in the rain for like four and a half hours and didn't see a race have you ever seen the game on steam motorsport manager i have not looked into it i have heard about it and have thought about it i've I've, played a bit of the f1 game f1 2019 it's i this game's been out since 2016 end of 2016 and it always has positive reviews i've yeah always wanted this uh but never have never gotten it um just because pc generally wouldn't be able to handle it i don't that's not an excuse uh, no, anymore. It's 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 a, it's a manager game. There is nothing going on in that game. Your old PC probably could have read that game. I don't know. Like it, it's a manager game, but you do still watch the race. N- uh, d- yeah, but it's like a two D top down thing. No, it's three like, D. Is it? Yeah, you watch the race physically happen in three D. Like, well, not physically, but it is. It is like it's not just two D top down or anything. It's actually rendered uh, racing. But it's it's just it's always been something that was on my my radar. I uh, just added it to my wish list uh, when it goes on sale. I'm probably. But I mean, like, if you want to get into F1, oh, okay, all right. It is 3D, but it is top down. It's not like it's isometric. Right. It's it's both. It's not just straight up top down. You're it is far away though. Yeah, but it, like it's not like the F1 game mm-hmm. where it's like like you're not racing the car. You're just watching the car race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you want to get into F1, like, I'm watching all the races. My brother got into it this year. Papa got into it this year. <laughs> uh, like, the last race, my brother had to work, so he couldn't come over to watch. But, like, I was on uh, Discord with Papa just mm-hmm. watching the race. Yeah. So, like, get in, get on. The next race is not, no race this weekend. There's a race the next weekend. Like, me and my brother usually watch qualifying and the race if we can. Uh, but gotta watch them left turns. Oh, they there's, do a lot of right and, turns. There's, there's, there's so many right. right oh, turns. there's left and right turns. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> it's like a new level of racing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I've way gotten into F one. Uh, but Rich, yeah. Uh, how how was the Wolverine podcast? So we're gonna be quick on these because we still have book clip to do. Uh, I talked about uh, Wolverine: The Long Night a while back when it first aired. Um, and, and was released. It's it's a it's a narrative podcast. Uh, centers around Wolverine post-X-Men. Like, the X-Men, either he has left the X-Men, or the X-Men in general have disbanded. 
uh, for one reason or another. And in the long night, you uh, follow a group or, or uh, uh, two agents who are looking for uh, the cause of death of uh, people on this boat. Uh, that it's, I mean, I'm going to come right out and say, because it's been out for a few years, spoiler alert, they end up being um, sentinels. They're androids from, from um, uh, uh, what is it, Project X or whatever. Um, that, that were looking for Wolverine specifically. They knew it was him. And so it's just this, like, why, why did this happen? Why did these people die? Who killed them? Um, and it's just, it's, it's really well done. Uh, I actually talked about it a little bit when we talked about the message. Um, and I can't remember who it was that voices Wolverine, who voices a Isn't it Richard Armitage? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it was Richard Armitage. And, um, he actually, he comes back for season two which takes place, uh, the season one of The Long Night takes place in Alaska before it becomes nighttime for two months or however long it is. Um, and it deals with a bunch of different groups. Come on, man. It's 30 Days a Night. Is it, like is the movie. it only 30? Um, but it I deals, mean, there's a movie called 30 Days a Night. <laughs> it deals with the, like, it's got the Sentinels. Um, Wendigo is one of the main villains. Um, it has a cult group, which I can't remember their name. Um, in it, I don't know if it's at all, like, important to, to Marvel or to X-Men in general. It's just, it is a really good narrative podcast. It's only about ten episodes, so about five-ish hours. Um, and then season... It's, it's a Spotify show, too, right? Uh, yes. Maybe? Yes. Uh, they actually just recently, as far as I can see on, based on, like, targeted ads, they recently released the Jap... not Japanese, the Spanish version of this one. Only for Sirius XM, because Marvel just likes to do stuff for only Sirius XM now, because fuck everyone else. Oh, also, apparently it was Stitcher was the original it, place. It was Stitcher, yeah, yeah. That's I, can't, I yeah. just brought up the, the Wikipedia page. Yeah, it wasn't Spotify, it was Stitcher. Um, but it was it was Stitcher, but it was on everything, whereas like any of their newer stuff is only on Sirius XM, because fuck everyone else. Fuck yeah, anyone the, the who Marvel's wants to listen Wastelanders. to it. Uh, they, um, the Marvel's The Lost Trail takes place in... Um, New Orleans, when a bunch of both mutants and mutant sympathizers have gone missing, and it uh, deals with Logan trying to find uh, his love interest that he had mentioned in the previous uh, series, which I can't remember her name. Um, trying is it to Maureen? F- it is Maureen, yes. Um, trying to find Maureen and figure out like why she hasn't contacted her uh, while he is still being tracked by one of the two Sentinels from the previous series from the previous season from the long night uh you run into gambit who's voiced really well um and they deal with uh both mastermind i believe is the villain and yeah he's listed on here and um i can't remember the name of like the the head sentinel that runs all of uh all, all, all the sentinels or whatever they, they they named it and it was very similar to mass like master mold or something like that i can't remember um, but yeah, it's just, again, it's a really good narrative series. Like, like, if you're looking for a decent, like, not too long, like, audiobook type thing, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm not really giving it a lot of justice, because I don't want to spoil too much about what happens. Just know that, like, it's, it is, it is really well done, in my opinion. And it's fully entertaining. It filled up all, my long drive all the way out to, basically, out to Dayton, Ohio. It covered... The, the first series covered my drive to Pittsburgh and then from Pittsburgh to Cleveland, 
and I only had like one episode done of the second season before I went from Cleveland to uh, Dayton. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I, it looks like looking at the Wikipedia page, uh, Ben Percy is the writer of every one of them. He's actually doing the uh, he's writing the current Wolverine comic and I believe the current X Force comic at Marvel. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, they actually have a um, trailer, I guess you could call it, or a preview for their a new series that came out last year for available to listen on everything and not just Series XM called Marvels, which takes place around uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, oh. And it's based on a comic series, which I might actually own. I'm not really sure. Um, but that that one I haven't listened to yet. I have it saved on my um, on my phone. I'm, I was I'm gonna. I just looked it up the other day, so I'm probably gonna want, listen to it over the next couple weeks. That could be interesting. Yeah. Fantastic, Fantastic Four is is very hit or miss. Like some of their stories are really cool, others aren't. It kind of just depends like what direction whoever wrote it takes it in. Yeah. So it's uh. The, the the description is based on a graphic novel by uh, Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Marvels takes place in the aftermath of the Fantastic Four's Battle of Galactus, high above New York City for the fate of the world. One intrepid photographer, an ambitious college student, and a cynical journalist embark on the investigation to confirm or debunk one of the most superpowered conspiracy theories of all time. I honestly, like, I'm pretty sure I own this comic series. I, I mean, you might, but, like, I kind of doubt it. Um, I don't think it's not that old. No, because so it's I do I have it all because when we were at Baltimore Comic Con, it was it's a series that doesn't follow really the heroes. It follows a bunch of like it follows other people, and it had it all of the covers were like good covers and like different, and the artwork is what like really sold it. And I I bought there was a, a collection of all of them. I bought I'll okay probably if I remember tomorrow I'll send pictures. Okay. No, I, I, I believe that. Like, I, I kind of forgot that you had, like, bought some, like, random comic book stuff at, at yeah. Baltimore that one year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I guess, do you guys want to talk about Top Gear? Yeah, let's let's talk about Top Gear. Um, first, I want to ask you guys, did you enjoy these episodes? Yes. Cobb? No. No? What was... Uh, do you have, like, a least favorite episode or a least favorite part? I absolutely hated everything about the first one the um the ukraine episode yeah it was so fucking boring i i honestly would have rather watched wrestling than <laughs> ever watch a regular episode of top gear again in my life yeah so it, that's that that was one of the hard <laughs> cells of trying to figure out which episodes to have you guys watch i thought about doing two sets of specials but like i wanted to have you watch like a normal episode and yeah, i i was... like in watching the Ukraine episode yesterday, I realized there are much better episodes I could have had you had you watch. Yeah, the only thing I found even remotely entertaining about that episode was the interview with James Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when he told uh, what's his face that you're not supposed to eat the bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, as somebody who like I don't like cars, like the the two everyday things that I hate doing the most are cooking and driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so like cars are just fucking stupid as far as i'm concerned so then like talking about cars and stuff like that was just super dull to me yeah and the whole exclusion zone stuff was just it like it wasn't interesting like i've seen better stuff based around that yeah i wish there was way more in yeah that part of ukraine than the rest and it was, of the show it was just so fakely done if that makes any sense like no, it is, is not that dangerous to go through the exclusion zone that is like, that is a running problem and also a running bit with 
Top Gear and even their show on Amazon uh, Grand Tour is that it is so scripted that it is very poorly scripted. Um, mm-hmm. To a point where, like, you know that this is scripted. Like, there is a sense of reality. Like, Richard Hammond actually did, like, stall out. Um, give me one second. There's, I smell something burning. Hold on. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I'm with you on that there, Cobb. I didn't think those Ukraine ones were that yeah, and it's just also knowing that at least um the the main guy is just a giant piece of garbage. Yeah. It's like, well, I also don't want to watch this guy like have a good time. Like he's a piece of shit as far as I've I've heard. So mm-hmm. um but like I've seen stuff about like like I, I watched the cloth map documentaries on the Ukraine and the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Yeah. Like you're allowed to take tours if if you Google Maps the Chernobyl um, nu- nuclear power plant, there are people that have taken selfies outside of there because you can go there and do tours. You, you, yeah. You also <laughs> have to remember um, that this was before they finished the dome. Or before they finished the steel uh, casket, I think is what they're calling it now. Yeah, this before, was 2014, like, right? Yeah, which you, tours weren't as widely done back then. No, no, but it's not... So, um, the cloth map thing that, that Drew and I were just talking about, um, that was, I believe, from 2016. And, like, you couldn't just take a tour, but you could hire a guide as some sort of, you had to, you had to basically tell them you were there for, like, academic or research purposes. Mm -hmm. But I got a small, a small tour group uh, is essentially what it was. Um, the guide could take you into the exclusion zone and like, you can just go fucking walk around in the woods. Yeah. Like they give you a Geiger counter and they're just like, as long as it stays under this number, you're safe. Yeah. And like the guy, um, Drew Scanlon of, of cloth map got lost in the fucking woods for like 15 minutes. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, because he got distracted taking pictures or in, mm-hmm. and video and stuff like that. And like was totally fine. Yeah. Like these guys driving down the street, let like they let them in like <laughs> that episode just. Yeah, I was not looking forward to going into the next ones after watching that one. Yeah, like, after I like, oh, after I watched God. Ukraine, I like I was like I could have showed better episodes. I could have chosen better episodes, but like just the 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 Chernobyl aspect was was really what like I I like most about um the uh is what I like most about that episode is just the whole Chernobyl thing and like they do get a little like informative and like educational about Chernobyl a little bit, not too. Um, go watch the cloth map Chernobyl stuff. It's really good. It's on YouTube. Yeah, actually, it's free. if if you're into into sure. like that whole thing, um, hey, the Chernobyl documentary or docu series because it's not a documentary, docu series or drama series, whatever you want to call it, on HBO Max is actually really good. Um, I've heard. But also, um, yeah, the cloth map documentaries are they're not super long, but they're really informative and interesting to see what what it is actually like over there, like now ish. Mm-hmm. And like Drew said, they're free on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So we'll just we'll move forward. Unless you had anything else to say about the uh, Ukraine one? No. Yeah. It's like it, that. Like yeah. It, that one was. It was. It's my favorite just because of the Ukraine topic. Like I said, there are much better ones. Uh. There was there was an episode where they try to recreate the ambulance, and it's in the same season as the Patagonia special. Um. That uh. That, um, they, one of the, uh, Clarkson, the, the big ape, uh, he tries creating a new ambulance out of a Porsche, and there's <laughs> one point where they're trying to, like, put a catheter in a dummy's ween, and he's just got the ween flapping on his 
chin as he's doing it. Like, they do some stupid stuff like that. And I'm like, maybe I should have shown you that one. And then when we get into the Patagonia special, I really liked it about the end. Like, they do get kind of, uh, like, Clarkson gets serious about his dad in the beginning on, in the beginning parts. But the end is really what pulls me into that. But then I'm like, you know, I should have done the Africa special. Or, um, or the, uh... The, the, the bridge over the River Kwai special instead of Patagonia. Because there are better of both the special and the main episode. But we'll yeah. get into Patagonia. Um, I did actually enjoy this one more. Mm-hmm. I did. I would never watch it again for any reason. But like if I had to watch Top Gear, I think I'd rather watch these specials if they're all more yeah. just them going to a place and trying to get from like point A to point B. Yeah, that's, that's definitely... It's their Christmas mm-hmm. special. It's their Christmas episodes. And so, like, that's that's generally what it is from point A to point B, doing stupid stuff. And they're they're very they're they're not like informative. They can be watched at any time because it's not news about cars or anything. um. And so, like the for the Patagonia special, like the first whole first episode, kind of a little dull. Um, it's funny that like they make fun of the Lotus and the Lotus doesn't break down at all when the other two. That's guys, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the Lotus does not break down at all. Uh, throughout the entire thing. The only thing that breaks down is his driver for getting bucked off a horse. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just, it, it, it's part of the dumbness of Top Gear is, like, why were they in a fucking swamp? There's no way that that was a road. Like, yeah, no. Like, like half the roads they were on, you know, there's no way that those were actual yeah, roads. Yeah, like, they had to go out of their way to get to a lot of the things they did. And even, um, I forget if it was in the first episode or the second episode, but I think it was the second one um, when they took the ferry and the ferry had to drop them off on like a random shore. Yeah. It's like that's not how ferries ferries work. They would have not gotten onto this boat with other cars if that were the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, also, did did they ever explain why that weird white pseudo pickup truck thing was following them? So that's yeah. that uh, they did. But you not being a Top Gear watcher wouldn't understand. On the off chance that one of their cars broke down to an unfixable point, they would have had to drive that car as an embarrassment. Oh, okay, because they made a reference to it at one point, Mm -hmm. like when they saw it on the road, and then they they purposely showed it when they were parking on the the ferry. And there was a few other times where it was like in the background, Yeah, but I'm like, did this just not pay off because everything got like ruined in the end, or? No, so it, 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 what it is, is it's like, on all like a the punishment. specials, it's a punishment yeah. if your car, if your vehicle breaks down. For most of the specials, yeah, it's like they find the most generic, shitty version of a thing that would fit mm. the rules of the challenge that they were doing, yeah, and force them to drive it if their thing breaks. Yeah, um, but like one part that gets me in the first episode is when Clarkson is talking about the Porsche 911, which is, I mean, you you see it on there. It's not that impressive of a car. Like it is still a Porsche, but it's not that impressive looking of a car. But he's wasn't like, it like a Porsche nine twenty eight? Huh? Wasn't it a Porsche nine two eight, not a Porsche nine eleven? Maybe it was a nine two. I can't fully remember. I was while also watching. I was dealing with uh, a stolen catalytic converter or cat- yeah catalytic converter today. So cars all around. Cars all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like it's not that impressive of a car. But he gets off like serious, and it's like. It's a great car to me because of my story, because he was able to say goodbye to his dad because he had a car that he could drive over 170 miles an hour 
Uh, I I googled it. It's about a three-hour drive um, from London to Sheffield that he was able, and it's like 100 and, 180, 190 miles. So that just shows what speed limits are and how fast he was driving to get to see his dad. I mean, as far as I understand it, like outside of like the cities in the UK, there are speed suggestions more than limits. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, like, was there was there any outlying part, at least in the first episode, um, that you guys want to talk about? So I didn't specifically note anything per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know like when stuff happened per se, but like. I would have never taken cars over either of those fucking bridges they had to drive on. <laughs> yeah. Um, the suspension bridge, like, and I, we were just talking about, it, like, all that stuff was scripted. Like, yeah. we know for a fact that they knew before they even went over it that it was a dead end. Because um, they were shooting them, all three of them, on the one side of the bridge, from the other side of the bridge. So clearly would... the production crew. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, the thing. Like, when it comes to, like, when it comes to the scriptedness, it was scripted that pro- the producers knew. That it was one way, or that it was a dead end. This I don't think the guys knew that it was dead end until they got over. But, but there's also there's, just the f- there's no way they're like, that good of actors. I mean that that's possible. But there's a ton of times too, just in the episodes where like somebody will break down or, or get stuck, and one of the other guys will be like, "All right, well, I'm just leaving," and they'll leave, and then they cut to the next thing, and it's like they're all driving together again. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, so you didn't really leave; you just pulled twenty feet forward so that you weren't in the shot anymore. And then probably got out of your car and went to a trailer and, like, hung out with the production team while other people came over and helped dig out the cars. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't think they actually have, like, trailers or anything when they're no, doing they, those. When, I know, I didn't mean, like, like I didn't mean, like, a, like, an actor, like, trailer. I meant, like, a production trailer where they would have, like, the, like, their camera equipment no, and everything. No, I don't That's, think they have they, that. They don't have any of that, no. They're just driving in, like... If you see in the uh, Ukraine episode, it's just um, a Land Rover. Like, yeah. Like, they have a car that they stick a camera out and a steady cam out and just record them and video. Like, they don't have any of those travel things. Like, dude, they had a lot of cars at the end there when they were trying to get the fuck out of the country. And even after the cops peeled away when they showed them, they had a lot of large trucks and stuff, too. Like, not like, like, tr- like, like Mack trucks, but like, you know pickup trucks big vans and suvs and things like that but like when it comes to them leaving them they actually do leave like they uh, like uh uh clarkson and and james left richard as he broke his tire in in the second episode they were on the other side of the border before hammond even was able like was able to get like yeah he's it timing wise, it worked out, and they probably stopped and waited there at somewhere to hang out. But I don't think there was like a production, like a big production trailer. If anything, it might have just been a little bit of a bigger van. Uh, but- yeah, well, and and again, like I didn't mean like a trailer, like like mm-hmm. a big like Winnebago. I just meant like a large van that they had like all their equipment in and would like because like they have to be somewhere when they're talking and everything like that, listening to them. So like you know, like something like that, something where they can just yeah. yeah. Because, like, there's no way that they fixed, like, that axle in 15 minutes and then got oh, out of the no, snow and across was, that water. It definitely I wasn't know. 15. It was uh, it was a couple of hours. So, like, Clarkson and May were probably hanging out on the other side of the border waiting for Hammond. Like, the producers probably said, let's wait for Hammond here. And they probably waited a few hours. It, like, oh, no, I bet. I don't think they drove there without him. I think they waited. They, Like I said, they, they drove off camera so that when they showed the shots of him in the snow for that little bit, 
they weren't in the scene and it made it look like they left. But I don't think they started driving to that water until after he was um fixed up and they just had him drive in at the end there for for effect. Like I think that is way more scripted than 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 you think. Because like we were saying, like there is no way that they accidentally ended up in these places. Mm-hmm. They very specifically had this path mapped out. Yeah. Like 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 they were purposely taken from point A to point B and it might not have even been in like order. Like certain things may have happened differently. We know that that water was at least the the border crossing because of what happens at the end, and that definitely that wasn't scripted. Like I actually looked yeah. it up; that really did happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and and, and well, like that the whole end part it really like blows my mind that like pretty much a militia went onto social media and said, "Hey, there's these Brits down here that we got to kill them essentially," and their goal was to kill the three hosts. Um, and so anybody who's listening who didn't watch doesn't know, uh, they went to Argentina, of which there was a war. I don't know how fresh this war is. It's from 1982. That's why the, that's why the, the plate was a thing, because it was like 82 and then FLK, I believe. FKL. FKL, yeah. And so it was, um, the, the, the militia people saw this license plate and took it as an insult to them due to the year and uh, of, of this war and everything that happened, uh, that they were absolutely insulted by these Brits being down there, that, like, they didn't want the filming to happen, and they chased them out of Argentina, out of the southernmost part of Argentina and the Americas, um, in three hours. They were like, we have, well, we can leave in 24. They're like, no, you have three. Um, they, and they didn't even give them that. Yeah, they barely gave him the three at that. Um, they had a police escort. Like, the whole production team had a police escort. I believe the hosts were also part of that escort. Um, getting them out of there, but they were still... Rocks were being thrown. There was people sitting in traffic, slowing them down and cutting them off. Uh, at one point, they ditched the three cars that they brought down, especially the Porsche that had the license... The faulty... The, the suspicious license plate number. Um, and it's just, it, it's just, it, it's such a, like, a scary situation that happens in that. And it's just, like, it's so tense. And some, one thing you guys don't know is during, the, near the end of the episode where he's like, well, I'll, maybe I'll bring this to Australia or whatever. The next episode, even though this special is at the bottom of that season, it actually aired before that season, or it was at least filmed before that season. And the next episode, they're in Australia. And all of their license plate have something mocking the Queen of Australia or something like that. And they make fun of the whole situation on the next episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, because, like, they're like, that was such a weird situation that, like, oh, no, your license plate, that's making fun of Queen Elizabeth. They're going to chase us out of Australia. Or, or like, oh, no, your license plate is making fun of a famous Australian pop band or something like that. Um, And it just goes to show that, like, those guys can be funny, but they can also, primarily just Jeremy Clarkson, can be kind of shitty. Um, but, like, for some reason, I just love the show. And, like, those are some of my, like, more favorite episodes to watch. But there are so many better episodes than the ones I showed you. Yeah, and like I said, like, I think the special was at least more mm-hmm. engaging. Like, it still had a lot of problems just because it's like, no, none of this is real. And you're trying to play it as real. Um, except for the end. But like the yeah the first episode like like their standard episode 
I would be happy yeah. to never have to yeah. watch anything like that again. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I did very much find it funny when they had the one guy drive through the water. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. obviously, they like that had to have been set up because that that is just too stupid for somebody that knows cars to do. Yeah. After watching, uh, like, he saw something else drive through there. He saw how deep it was. Yeah. Um, and... The fact that like he got out there and the other two guys are just like, oh yeah, no, we did it. It was it was all the way up to this car's windows. Yeah. And the guy and he just looks down at it. He's like, you got a lot of dirt on your car driving from the water to here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was a good call. I, yeah. I appreciate that one. And, and the in some of the other specials, there's um uh in I believe it's when they have to build a bridge over, across the River Kwai. Um, they decide to instead of like stay at like hotels or whatever because they're in. Um, like, a part of Asia that just, like, there's no, like, real luxury hotels that, or at least that's not who the, quote, who the producers set them up with. They decide to set up their, they get, um, they call them lorries. They're essentially just big pickup, or, like, trucks, like, dump trucks and stuff. Um, they set them up to be able to camp in them. And, uh, James May, he has a crane on his truck. So he can't actually build around it to camp. So he just gets a, a hanging campsite and hangs it off of his crane. Well, one morning they, they wake up and his crane is lifted all the way up and he like leans out and he's 20 feet in the air. And like, oh, they, Jesus. like they torment each other like so well in, 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 in the other specials that like, I, sh I showed you this one because of what happens at the end, but the Africa special is hilarious. The, 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 the river Kwai special is hilarious. Like, those are definitely good to check out. Even the Australia episode that that would have followed the filming of this one is is an is a decent one as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless unless you have us watch more of this, I will never watch more Top Gear. But at least now I know what Top Gear actually is because I I only ever knew it by name. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like those specials and the like, the goofy challenges they do where they have to take one car and make it do something that it's not normally made meant to do are what i think about when i think about a top yeah. gear uh not so much the like like the stig racing cars yeah. around the track to see what's the fastest car or whatever yeah so they um in the ukraine episode they made a reference to flooding and a few episodes prior to that i don't know if you caught it cobb but a few episodes prior to that they uh had tried to turn a van into a hovercraft. Okay. No, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, and then there's one of my other favorite episodes. They do a race between uh, Shelby Mustang and public transportation to get to from Webley Stadium in London to a um, soccer match in Milan, Italy. That's that's a good episode. It's just like, it's funny. Um, I, don't, I, I can't really explain it. It's just... It, it, it's 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 just a good one and then there's another one that had them uh richard hammond is on is riding a bike james may is riding like a smart car uh clarkson is in a uh, like a hovercraft and the stig is using public transportation and walking and they're racing to see who can get from point a to point b in a city faster like those are some of the funny cooler episodes as well. okay that's fair uh, but I think that's about it I have on this. Um, I wish I had picked better episodes to have you guys watch. Uh, but yeah, I thought I think if it if it would have been like two specials, mm -hmm. it probably would have been a little more entertaining. Yeah, because like I did think that the the special had more the the special kept me more engaged. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
Like the the whole first episode, I'm just like, is this fucking over yet? And I would like check the time. I'm like, oh god, there's still thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Yeah. I can't I can't watch this at one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that, Jordan, you got next pick. Yeah, uh, we're gonna watch more car stuff. Uh, I just started actually watching the Formula One Drive to Survive season three. So that was covering the 2020 Formula One season. So you fuckers are going to watch it too. How long is it? It's 10 episodes. They're like 40 minutes a piece. Alright. So that's going to... It might It might be... That yeah, might, I'll that say might this might month. not be a two... Yeah, I was going to say this might not be a two-weeker. So it, it's, it's 10 times 40, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, it, it's, uh, it's a little... I did the math. It's a little less time than that podcast, which he made us listen. Yeah, it, it's just under seven hours. Okay. And now, where is this available? Netflix. It is a Netflix and what, production. And what is it called again? Formula One Drive to Survive. And it's season four, you said? Three. Season season three. three. Got it. Uh, do, uh, uh, like, the podcast, in my opinion, the podcast was would have been easy to do in two weeks because it's, you can listen to it while working, but it, I, I, a, a seven hour TV show, I don't really know if I can do in two weeks. I could. I definitely could. Um, do we want to do two weeks? Do we want to do four weeks for this one? Uh, we could split the difference and do three weeks. Three weeks works. I was also going to suggest if we do four weeks, do you want to do a pick as well, cop, so we can do them both? Like we do well, yours but, in two weeks, and but I mean, but it if we're be- doing, if you did a second pick and did that in two weeks, then you're kind of still only giving yourself two weeks to dedicate to it. Yeah, so yeah it's defeating true. the purpose of adding the extra. True. I am confident I can watch this six and a half ish hours of race cars in three in the next three weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably have it done next week, or you'll wait till the day before. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it'll be it'll be a weekend, probably not next week. Maybe this weekend, maybe Sunday. We'll see. But that, and that... like, this is about like the behind the scenes shit that goes on between the races more than like the races themselves. It yeah. it definitely covers a lot of stuff with the races. And one of the episodes, there was a major crash that happened in the next to last race of the. Uh, that year, and the one episode is basically just focuses on that in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is actually more like a documentary than stuff about the races them, like the actual racing themselves. Yeah, yeah, no, th- yeah, this is a documentary about about the Formula One team. From what I've, okay. I've watched, the first like three or four episodes, it is kind of focusing on one team at a time. Uh, and there are ten teams, so I think it. Pretty sure it's going to be one week for each team, and yeah, I mean, obviously, there's tons of interaction between everyone, so it's not like you're only seeing the these limited number of people when they're focusing on like Ferrari, but like the majority of what you're seeing from that race is the people from Ferrari and their reaction to what's going on. So, do, if you don't know anything about Formula One, that won't hinder this at all. No, because like. I mean, it's, uh, they do a good job of explaining who the people are, why they're important, and, like, when they're talking about, in the episode about Ferrari, because that was the last one I watched, like, they tell you, like, more or less, like, why it's so important to Ferrari, that they care about this race in Italy, that's basically their home race, that kind of stuff. And, you know, whatever, the they, they do a good job of, like, telling you about the people that are in the episode at the time. Okay. Now, so you guys both good with three weeks out? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Sound good. Okay. So that will be the episode will go up 
on Thursday, October 14th. So we have to have this stuff watched by the 13th, assuming we record on a normal Wednesday. That works for me. Yep. All uh, right. I will probably be done it this week, honestly, but, well, maybe not this end. We'll see. Yeah, I'm probably not. I'm, I'm actually trying to catch up on all the CW shows at the moment. Um, I, I actually just caught up on Supergirl today. I didn't realize there were like five episodes out for <laughs> it. I have not touched um, Stargirl at all, so I think there's like six or seven of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a few other shows like here and there that I'm trying to catch up on. Oh, Rich, uh, Superman and Lois is up on HBO Max. Yeah, uh, I believe Flash is on Netflix as well, so I've been meaning to watch those. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on that stuff just to kind of get it out of the way, and then probably next week I'll start start making my way through these. All right, but I, I think that is going to to be a show. That's definitely a show. Yeah. All right. Well, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of those things help a whole bunch. Um, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. 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 <laughs> um, you can send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And yeah, that'll do it. Uh, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See yous. Bye.